Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You are now locked in to the GZ Chop Shop. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop. We've got another full panel here. And guys, we've got a great episode planned for you. So once again, welcome back, everybody. Fat Baker, Gaming Ulysses, Lady Bird, and War Nurse. How is everybody this week? What is up, guys? Don't everybody ask me. What's up? <laughs> You should have done it separately. I know. You oh, just yeah. did the whole group. We like, as a collective right, are fine. At, yeah. Okay, how about how about we all answer at the same time at three, right? Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, I mean, it's going to wait. We're good. Yeah. Everyone's probably like, yo, what is the chaos? But you know what? That's, that's, that's why I like doing this show the way I do. I don't, like, I don't like having too much of a plan. I like being spontaneous. Spontaneous as much as those filters that uh Yuli was. <laughs> I can turn it back on right now. Earlier, for those of you guys who see this on YouTube, you probably will see what we were talking back about. The Cheeto. <laughs> oh gosh, not the Cheeto. But I can bring back. We got some topics we're going to cover today, and one of them is the Xbox Showcase. So the Xbox Showcase uh, just recently happened, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give my little two cents. Right, right, right here. And then you guys can can interject at some point. I'm going to say I was a little underwhelmed by the showcase, um, mainly because it felt like they were advertising more so their game pass than the actual titles uh, that they were, I guess you could say, trying to promote. And the thing is, <clears throat> the titles are interesting for sure. Um, but I also feel like Microsoft is trying to strong arm people away from being able to own their games. And I feel like that's that's a really big thing now with the way things are going cloud based and, and digital content. It feels like they're really trying to sell you on, you know, cloud service because uh, as Warner's and I were talking earlier, you know, the idea of being able to just sit down in front of your TV, turn on this piece of machinery and have access to this plethora of games for you know, probably like five bucks a month sounds amazing. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, it's a streaming service. I have all these games. But at the same time, it's like, but they're not really, you know, your games. What's but it it's called? Seems, Hi- Hypercloud? Is that what it? Yeah, I think it's like xCloud or Hypercloud. xCloud, uh, xCloud, I think. Yeah. And and despite they're looking like there's going to be some good titles, it seems like their main focus is just trying to strong arm away the, the ability to have these 
these games for yourself. Like I like what what I was reading, what I decided to watch myself because I was reading it on Forbes and it seemed like they weren't very impressed either. They're like, you know, OK, we get it. You, you've got the cloud service, but you already said you're not really focused on, you know, exclusive titles. You're, you're you know, and the titles you are presenting are you're, OK, cool. Everybody knows Halo. And for the most part, when people are thinking right now, Xbox Series X, that's like at the forefront of their minds, like Halo Infinite. It's like, OK, cool. And what else? It's like, well, what else do I need? Halo Infinite. Yeah. Xbox Game Pack. Well, well, and that makes you wonder, well, uh, are they are they so, about to give us a crappy game and yeah, a crappy Halo game that we're, we're expecting to be amazing? And they're just using that name to promote something that we really don't want. I don't think that they're going to give us a, a crappy game. I, I I will give them credit that they do put effort into their Halos. Not all their Halos have been amazing by any means, but they also haven't been total utter garbage either. Um, and it's their flagship title. It, it's it's what carries them. It's kind of like how it is know, carrying them. Yeah. And they also know when a Call of Duty comes out, they're going to get a Call of Duty. They're going to you know, get all this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's the flagship game, and when you're when you're looking at that, you are expecting, you know, you're getting exactly what you're expecting. It's a Halo game. We're probably gonna like it. It's gonna, hopefully, the story will be good. The gameplay will be all right. But for something that was supposed to lead uh, the new Xbox, um, you know, the new console, it was just it felt very underwhelming to watch. I was expecting more yeah, from. I, Halo. I agree. I don't know if it just it felt like they were just like playing the safe route. You know, we're we're a little comfortable, you know. Yeah, let's add a little grappling hook. It's like cool, but I want more. It didn't help that I was also watching it not in 4K, so it's like I don't really know what the game is going to truly look like when we actually get it, you know, on the Series X. I'm not sure, but I I hope they revamp it a little bit more. I want to see better graphics. And that's like one forward. of the biggest things that they've been pushing is like <clears throat> how powerful this this new system's going to be and and all this effort that they're they're putting into it but if everything is going to be stream based and you're going to be streaming it from the cloud is all that hardware actually necessary because i'm just looking at google stadia and yeah i know google stadia isn't holding a you know a match to the playstation 4 or any of the other console competitors but look at the the minuscule hardware that is required and they're streaming triple a games you know, you can still play these AAA games. And realistically, how many people have the know-how to even know how to set their TVs up properly to fully benefit from full resolution, 4K, 60 frames per second? That's actually still a very niche community of people that actually know that. Most people just want to be able to sit down, play, and that's what they do. So something like Google Stadia is like more than enough. So you got to think, you know, are you paying for a very expensive placeholder like what is the xbox x series x whatever I, the title is so daggone confusing to me now what are you really paying for at this point if everything is going to be you know if their main selling point is sh- streaming like what is that hardware actually doing is it worth the price is, is, is what my question is because if we're going to be pushed to that era of and we all know just saying, looking at Mixer, if Microsoft feels that something's not working, they have no problem in, in dropping it. So if they're like, hey, you know, the majority of people are doing stream-based, we're not going to make disc-based games anymore. 
So then I don't now see, you- I, I don't see a future in Xbox consoles. And I think that they don't see that either. I think PCs and uh, Sony is going to continue to do amazing uh, and, and Nintendo in its own right. But I think Xbox knows that they, they simply do not have a console future. And this is their answer. And they're starting to transition. Creating more of like a mm-hmm. subscription-based yeah. platform. Well, why would I want to pay for an 800 or whatever dollar console that looks like it's about the same size of a, as a freaking PC when I could go buy a PC and and not even a great one, just an okay one that's on the similar par, if not better, and play everything I want to play that's also on the Xbox. I just don't think Xbox has a future, and I think that they know that. Was anyone else surprised that? the very first thing they showcased was Halo. Yeah, well, no. Of course not. I was actually surprised. I thought, you know, for their flagship, I was expecting it to be held off a little bit, and they just kind of like, you know, they just threw it right out the gate. Like, I was like, oh, okay. I think they just poured out Halo to the point where it's like, it's our slut. <laughs> <laughs> it, it basically is that. Like, it's, no one's here for anything well, else besides that, and maybe, you know, Fable, I mean, of course. Fable, and, yeah, that, you well, know. I was excited about the new uh, Fable, but... um. Either that or of they course. know yes. that people like me are like, like, listen, because here's the thing. I was like, there's an Xbox showcase. All right, I'll check out the new games. And I was like, it's an hour long. I have other YouTube videos to watch. So I was like, I'm just going to skip yeah. through the parts just to just to see the and I, you know. But like, as soon as it started with Halo, I'm not gonna listen. I have, you know what? No, I have zero shame. <laughs> I saw Master Chief, and I was like, ah! <laughs> like, that's it. That was it. I was like, okay, what else do they have? Like, I got excited, and maybe it's excited maybe, to see Master Chief. Hair I mean, stand like, up on your arm. he just looks so. The thing is, is, I was hoping they were gonna follow it up with a little bit more. Like, if you're gonna lead with yeah. Halo, like I want to see it to keep, keep yeah, going up. But it, it felt like did. it was like I went mean, down. They had some interesting um, looking games, but I was yeah. like, was, they didn't give us uh, a lot on the lore either. Like, there's been so much lore, like no, evolution of the Halo lore since you know the all with five Halos and the and the 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 Reach. Where was the lore at? It was just kind of like some like you're saying, basic gameplay and. Underwhelming. I mean, they gave us the big. They gave us the big antagonist, and that's a, a brood antagonist. You're, you know, that's gonna deliver something. I mean, we all know Halo Two can and how we, good that was. Can we also was. just like? I just like to point out just for a second that like when I was watching the gameplay of Halo, just just for a split second, I was like, the guy looks like he's using a bot. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. But like, <laughs> I, you know, oh my God, I wouldn't put it above them to to do so for for display well, purposes. Well, I mean, like. Oh, and yeah, then I was yeah. like, that's ridiculous. So he's probably just good. And I was like, but what if they do that just so that it it's makes better... it look good for the yeah. for the trailer? Okay, it's better than bringing a guy up on the stage to like uh, play the demo for everyone. It's just like clearly it's been recorded right. and he's really pretending <laughs> right. to play yeah. the demo. Yeah. Well, I mean, or back in the old days when they did bring the guy up on the stage and he messed oh, up in yeah. the demo. Yeah. And it's also well, to avoid showing whatever bugs the they've stumbled across. Because I've seen that too, where they'll be mm-hmm. playing and then the game will bug out and then they have to restart the demo. <laughs> oh, no. And then it's like, oh, oh yeah. that's embarrassing. So, 
did um did everyone have a game they were looking for? Like when you started the showcase and you started watching it, were you like, I'm looking for this game in the showcase? Nope. No. Or is everyone just basically? No, because that? I don't even know. Like I'm so far behind on everything. I haven't even played Halo Five. Like. See, I feel like I'm a little bit out of the ordinary people because I was like, when I when I started watching the showcase, there was one game that I cared about the most out of all of them. It wasn't Halo, it wasn't Fable, it was uh, Psychonauts 2. It's my favorite game in the whole world, Psychonauts. I speed run it and everything, and I was die. I was a diehard fanboying like, oh, let me see that game play. Oh, so I was so happy to see Psychonauts 2 with Jack Black singing. He's also apparently a voice character. Yeah, for I one thought the, that was really interesting. How we got to see a little bit of him in the studio. So, yeah. So, so that's my favorite game. And, and you know, yeah. it, there's probably like I say for like those niche games, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, but I, I yeah, I do feel Xbox or Microsoft pretty much really dropped the ball on this one. Like, and I I also want to say I feel. Uh, the fact that they didn't have to do this in front of uh, a live audience. And if anything, these showcases proved the audience is like the other 50% of the hype factor. Um, right. Because just just having the game there, it doesn't like hearing that audience reaction. Like when you watch E3 and you hear that audience reaction. The trailer, the trailer you know, coming up and everyone yeah. knows exactly yeah. which yeah. game or it is. The and they all start screaming. Out on stage, yeah. Then you're a red thing. You know, you're, you're a red thing. Yeah. And it's like half the half of their selling point is that hype, that hype we give each other, that hype of presentation. Um, and this is out of their control. I'm not saying that they didn't do the best that they could, but I also feel they didn't, you know, do as much as they probably could have. I, they probably were like, all right, well, we don't have an audience. We're not really making money off of this because, you know, it's free on the internet. The only oh, reason they right. made it free on the internet is because they knew people were going to find a way to watch it for free anyway. <clears throat> so they were just kind of like yeah. very lazy. Yeah, they were like, all right, we don't really have to put an effort into this. We'll just put a couple videos up, talk about it, and we're done. And, and like I said, all it did is feel like it was just selling Xbox Game Pass. And yeah. and on that topic, I kind of want to ask, like, we, we, we touched on it a bit last week and like how gaming has changed. And, you know, there's points now where things are better, but there's also points where some good things were lost for no reason. And especially with, you know, esports and the way, you know, gaming has literally become a business. Gaming is a business. Um, and because it's a business, it affects everyone who plays a game. And a lot of people are like, oh, I know nothing about gaming. And I'm always like, you got a mobile phone? Yes. If you played a single game on your phone, like even if it's candy, they're like, yeah, I'm like, then you're, you've been introduced to game. You know something about game because mobile games have determined pretty much how the bigger games are handled now. And it's, it's one of those factors that also I feel has an effect on things that have disappeared from gaming. And I actually saw a video about this in Yuli, you and I were talking about a little bit, how things as simple as cheat codes have vanished from games. Something that just added so much depth and value to games. It's just gone. You're talking like well, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo type cheat oh, codes. Not even is that, that, is that like, what you mean? Like PS2 when GTA San Andreas was a game. I played that game no cheat codes normally had my fun with it 
And I'm like, you know what? I want cheat codes. I want a flying car to get from point A to point mm-hmm. B because it was a bitch driver. <laughs> I think with everything being more online now and interconnected, that that might be a reason why we're just not going to be seeing those things. Well, why don't they have like a filter to a lot of people? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, GTA that's 5 fair. is a good thing. Like, they have cheat codes in GTA 5. Hard to You have to director mode or type in a phone number kind of mm. thing. Add some good shit like that. I think yeah. that they're just because I would replay the story like the like the skulls on Halo. You know yeah, where yeah, you could yeah, you yeah, could yeah, have you the little birthday surprise when you killed the grunts or whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's good little stuff. details. It's little details like that and. Uh, it was something else we were talking about. I think that they were removed probably for two reasons. One, like Warner said, because everything is pretty much connected to online. <clears throat> and I think they feared the free replayability because it <sighs> added, it added like, you know, content pretty much for free. Cause it's like, like you said, go the game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, when I could just go through and, you know, cheat code my way through and then I'll just go and play a different game. They couldn't. They can't milk it if you, right. you know, if you have cheat. Remember when? Uh, remember when cheat codes used to be like a mystery, just part of like you know playing the game and like I don't know if you remember like oh Twisted Metal yes. Three. Oh, yes. Like, they were very simple to find out because it was just very like basic left, patterns left, on the square. pad and Twisted Metal Four. Yeah, and you can like, reuse your. The, it was. It was almost like it was. It was intended to like be found in the game. So it's like. <laughs> Because you had a limit to them, but there were technically like cheat codes. I was like, "Yeah, you can do a freezing ray," yep. you know. I still <laughs> it was remember crazy. Them in my you go invisible. Remember yeah. one of the stormbind the thick book of cheat codes for that one game? You oh had. yeah. Where you find it out from your buddy. Your buddy's oh, like, oh, "You haven't yeah. tried that," and he writes it down for you. Yeah. Like, those yep. are the days. Oh. Yep. Or when you open your game case and you have that piece of paper with all the cheat codes on it, as you like slip into disc. I mean, you still got games like, as you said, Grand Theft Auto, they still purposely put them in the game as a extra fun factor to kind of like do, you know, after you beat the game, like, and like, yeah, you can spawn random tanks now and yeah, helicopters. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like you can only find them in sandbox games. It seems like every other game has made it a taboo now. It's like, not, yeah, I mean, Naughty Dog still has cheap it, in their game because I know if you beat like uh, Uncharted or go back go to the menu yeah you have to unlock it yeah you have to yeah but that's i mean yeah, that's always yeah. fair if i mean if there's if, if there's someone trying to like use cheat codes to beat their first playthrough i wouldn't really call them gamers at that point it's just like what are you doing like just go watch the cutscenes on youtube right. if you're not I'm gonna, not play gonna lie <clears throat> back in the i'm talking nintendo 64 days for some of those cheat codes if you had the flexibility for a good example shadows of the empire that cheat code was so complex if you did get that cheat code in on your first try for your first playthrough you deserved it because they made it so complicated every finger on both hands was preoccupied in some way i know this because i did it i beat the game and i was like all right let me try this cheat code out and i'm sitting there and my hands and mind you i was a little kid but my hands weren't that big and that controller was massive in my hand your strong hand i'm sitting there using my chin for the joystick just so, just so I could make it go left and right and the thing is it was like you couldn't go full left full right 
it had to be slight left, light right. Oh my god! So I'm sitting there with my chin and I'm nudging it just, and then you had to wait for it to go ding. It and then you like had Super to, Nintendo Mortal Kombat finishers. It was yeah. So yeah, it was, no, but that it was they bad. were G codes back in the day. It was it was bad. It was. Yeah, MK2, there was no way to find out if you had to do it either accidentally mm-hmm. or you find out from someone else. There was no way to find out unless you knew You know what game would, would, would be oh, exciting to see a huge comeback is uh, Army Men 3D. I would love, oh. I would, yeah, I would love so to see a, that. That was a good multiplayer game, yeah. I never played Army Men. What? I mean, you said, didn't they come out with like a Army Man like a PC game? Like, was it yeah, like three years ago or something like that? Been, it was like it was just a very casual like multiplayer game but like i remember watching like streamers play it and i was just like wow the the maps are actually really I mean, cool <laughs> like you know because it's like you're in a bedroom and stuff yeah. and like i was like man i wish they had a full game release like this you and awesome. i found a pretty good substitute for uh for oh, cod when uh, we were waiting green. after the beta for the release called the mean greens which is basically little toy green men <laughs> And it's just multiplayer, and there's like a team death patch. There's like a What's it free for all. It's called Mean Greens. Mean Greens. Is it's it on Steam? Steam? Mean it's Greens. It's like five it's bucks, Steam, and yeah. it is worth it. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's I'm so buying fun. this after it's after we get off. I'm, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, God. dude. God. It's so fun. It's like it's not got a big community, so it's kind of hard to find lobbies sometimes. Um, Seven days to die started. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so fun, fun though. Like it's ridiculous how fun it is. It's a little bit stupid. Like you can tell that. Oh, like no. it's not. It's so very fun. basic, but it's so fun. It's just an epic time waster. Games like that are the are the kind of games real gamers find though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how like- we found it. I think Yuli found it first. No, it wasn't me. It was uh, Sheik. Uh, Dana? Dana, she told us about it. Did she? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was you. Can you find Sometimes, uh... So here's here's my question. Yeah. Is when we're talking about the, the, the cloud that, the, that Microsoft is going to have, what would you say would be the difference between using this cloud service to download and play games versus maybe how Steam is used on the PC side? Because I can just re-download Steam on any computer and re-download right. my digital games. It's- That's true. Well, streaming is like instant access. Um, you can create a subscription model so you can play lots of games, try them out if you don't like them. Versus like you know Steam, where you where you pay the game, you can and then you can download it on any PC that you want as you know right. as long as you know your login. Um, so I mean, I, mean, I guess it's just going to cater to different people. And I mean, we're not even sure if the streaming is going to be good enough for some hardcore gamers like what's the input lag gonna right. be like on that we don't know that's the biggest factor that's gonna decide whether this is for casual gaming for families and kids and what i can already tell you i guarantee there will be some input lag to the point where you'll see more hardcore gamers and streamers um not go that route they're like yep i'm just gonna yeah. stick to my pc you know or playstation and it's buy the game be out. a lot harder these just don't have the like same input anyways if, if this were to go down a route where you could you know download an app and and a microsoft right. app on your television in the future or or they were to sell televisions microsoft kind of like how apple started selling apple tvs that's just my thought like is microsoft going down that route 
Right. We kind of figured well, kind of like a more more of an ease of access kind also, of thing. Also, they already yeah, have like um, they kind of already have it set up to where you can already try games without having to pay for the game pass. Like, uh, so I mean, because you already have to have Xbox Live Gold to play online at all. So you know, oh, you pay for that. that, and they give you they give you um. um free play days they got like weekends and then they have demos for most of the games i figured out yeah. like i don't ever download them because i'm like i already know whether i'm gonna play this or not but um they have like a lot of free demos for the games and then on top of that if you pay for gold which if you're you play online you pay for gold you get free games every month anyway that are yours well, i mean eat. it's just a, it's like a small it's a small yeah. rotation versus this is like oh, a yeah, giant catalog true where you can just like choose from and like instantly play it and you you can find out real quick if that's the game for you if you're like ah not my game i'll just move on to the next one um versus waiting every month for the next you know list of games for you to try for yeah. free so yeah as as you know as you said it sounds like an ease of access kind of thing um they might be just catering yeah, to that i just um not towards like the hardcore i would rather gamer. just pay only for gold than pay an extra five dollars a month for game pass as well you know I'd rather just play on my three thousand dollar PC. That's how I feel now. <laughs> it's like if I if I'm investing money in a three thousand dollar yeah. PC, it's like why why? That's play how I, feel. I mean, I, don't, I love Sony. Don't get me wrong; they make some pretty damn good uh, exclusive games that I would hate to miss out on. Um, yeah, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I once I got a PC invested in that, I mean. Well, they've also blurred the line for the reason for playing console over PC, too. Like, you know, it used to be, I used to, you know, like my console better because you could just pop in a disc, you didn't have to install it, and the only thing that you had was a save file on, like, your little memory card or whatever, right. or... Mm -hmm. So, like, and Easier because they don't do that so anymore, now that like you that can actually while. download every game that you want to play... Mm -hmm. There's really no yeah, reason. It's not like that yeah. anymore. <laughs> when, when, when gaming consoles come with SSD drives, you're oh, now selling computers. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Pop in the pop in the disc and say, "Yeah, it's a 30 gigabyte download." Uh, like, and what? then on top of <laughs> that, more updates. More updates. updates. I gotta wait again. Yep. 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 And I think the main reason why it's like that is they want to be able to just do those quick updates. It's a lot easier. Um, versus, you know, for downloading stuff versus disc, because you know, like back then with the disc, um, if there was bugs, you didn't see updates mm -hmm. weekly. Yeah, you know, it might take a while to get an update yeah. for yep. that game. Um, I'm, I don't even think those existed on the PlayStation One for sure. I'm not sure about um, PS2. Some games because they were bringing in more internet, maybe. Um, Did they get hot fixes in PS2? Uh, I don't think so. I remember maybe Halo not you. Maybe in Japan, their, their library was so huge, and they actually utilized their their internet features on the PS2. I know here in America, what you got was what you got. <laughs> like yeah. complained for a year before you got a hot. And we were okay with yeah. that, yeah. though. We with that. Now we were okay as long as it wasn't like yeah, I can't right. play the game yeah. because of this bug. I mean, it was just like simple, like oh, I can go through this right. wall, or, yeah. you and know, things like that. We and the thing is. This is where another factor of games changing over the years has been good and bad. Bugs back in the day were actually fun 
because you could just find so many little things. Like, look at the people who speed run Mario 64. And I talked about this in a previous podcast. And it was like how people were like, how did you find this bug? It's just like, you know, by, by chance. And they're you. Yeah, yeah. You try to break and the they're game speed running those games. But those are like fun bugs compared to now. Where it's just like, OK, I can't tell if this is just a bug or you guys got lazy. <laughs> right. And then they get mad at I you. Mean, You're not supposed I'm, to go said, there. We'll ban you. Yeah, that's what the right. next DLC is. Uh, <laughs> as I said, I'm uh, I'm speedrunning Psychonauts. Yeah. So I that was like a it was very interesting because uh, you know I grew up playing that game. It was my favorite game. I used to just play it like once a year. Um, it's an eight hour game. Um, but then I was like, you know, I want to see what this community is like. Um, so I started speedrunning it. Um, now instead of eight hours, I can play it and beat it in 41 minutes. Uh, not quite the speed record; it's uh, 30 minutes. So I'm, you know, I'm getting close, working my way up there. But it was just interesting to see how like these bugs existed, and I'm just like, I had no idea about them. Like apparently, there's a way to fly in the game, and I had no idea you could do that. The the, the trick to it though was you couldn't do it on the console. You had to have the 60 frame limit on the PC version to do the flying. And then the funny thing was you broke the game if you went above 120 frames. So you had to put a limiter on it as well. I'm just like, this is crazy. It took me like four hours just to set up the game to be able to do the speedrunning tricks. But, you know, now I'm flying around and I had no idea you could do that before. You know, it's it's I'd say bugs like that kind of just make the game interesting. Some of my favorite bugs were like Red Dead Redemption 2. where there was like the donkey lady you could ride <laughs> like you just get up on her shoulders and oh, she just no. starts like running around you know, and then there was the creepy like cougar man the whole controversy of red dead coming out and the amount oh, of bugs it had and people just they were didn't, ridiculous. people just didn't care because the game was it just was so good so anyways fun, and they were funny though. bugs like, <laughs> and then there was skyrim where like you go and try and fight that dragon and then it just starts like flying away backwards away from you and then it, it turns out you can't kill it because it just you can't ever catch up to it and it's just just stationary like t-pose flying away from you mm-hmm they're so fun though like those didn't even make me mad they were just like fun and usually got quite a bit of a laugh for a while i don't don't understand how joe rogan can make the comment he made about gaming and or or playing video games after you know sitting here listening to all this about games and the history and, and and how fun they are and what they do for people and then turn around and say something like that you know are we are we going to that topic it's in my head like okay. i'm just thinking about it as we're talking about this and it's still it's just it, it's a comment that really bothered me it, it was a comment made of some other kind of discussion and, uh, we are going to talk about it late, later on but uh the, the whole world of gaming has shown that it evolved from a simple like two sticks and a square ball yeah bouncing to fucking <laughs> games we have today and like the amount of like how we've grown from with it to how it was degraded as well from like you know people were kind of now they see six or seven bugs galore mm-hmm. and then try to fix it later yeah and when he when he made the comment it was it was in my opinion it was taken a little bit out of context, oh, way out of context. um what he was basically saying, I think, and this is a thing that a lot of gamers have in common. We are very, very protective 
of our niche. And we're even more so protective of it because we have so many invaders in it. Because we are the generation that, and, and realistically, we're the generation that made gaming popular. We're the generation that made it what it is today. We're the ones who, you know, yeah, we got teased for playing video games and now look at it. We've literally helped make it a billion dollar industry. So we are protective of it. So when we have someone who comes in and they say these things, we're not only offended because, you know, like, oh, you're coming to gaming. We're we're having those flashbacks to all those <laughs> days. Yeah. We have a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to it, yeah, too. Yeah, we're having those flashbacks of the days when kids well, would tease yeah. us for it. And we're, we're also, like, not only that, but, the, you know... It, Gaming has gotten, um, like, there's there's several times in the last decade or so where gaming has been attacked because somebody flew off the handle and they just happened to be a gamer. So, well, obviously it's the video games that are the problem. So we're used to that being a negative connotation when people are talking about addictions to video games and things. So I can understand where that knee-jerk reaction comes from, too. But I can also understand a little bit what he was saying, you know, because Joe Rogan, you know, and myself also come from a generation where we weren't on video games all day, you know, like we played them, sure, (laughs) but we also did other things where, um, you know, because like... it's like sitting down and playing Sly Cooper is fun, but it's not going to build any sort of skills that you can use later in life, you know, for anything other than more gaming, right? Typically. Now... Burglaring houses. You know, my side job. There's no violence for burgling. Were to attack, I feel like Seven Days to Die has taught me quite a bit about survival. Now, that's, I'm gonna, and that's the thing, I'll though, is that like there. it's actually, you know, games have evolved to where they they do teach you things. I mean, like, listen, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, take your kids out of school and have them play video games. That's not what I'm saying. But oh. I learned oh, a majority of what I know about Italy from Assassin's Creed, from the freaking oh. reading all the little excerpts and oh. stuff. Because, you know, because Don't when we were there, that. when we lived in Italy, I didn't have, we didn't have Public time to actually go and great. learn things, you know? Think about, think about, like, handicapped yeah. people. You know, Assassin's Creed's games are built on, like, real places. But think about, like, how that impacts handicapped people and being able to, actually like, go. you know, being able to see and what it looks like and what the area would be in, because you can't do and that And I physically. can attest that playing, you know, Assassin's Creed 2 and then actually going over to Italy and visiting places like Venice and Florence, it looks exactly like those places. Like, I remember... Did you ever say, like, I, I jumped off actually, that building like, in the game? I went to Venice and I was like, I fucking recognize... Well, I don't have to say in the game, just you jumped the off the building. that I did. used to get up to the top. Like, <laughs> you know, it was actually... It was, it was, it was, it was an interesting experience. No. Do you see that? Do you hey, see that hay pile yeah, right there? I landed, right I landed, there. In, I landed that in that pile. hay pile. Yeah. This no. is where that. <laughs> it's based off a real yeah. hay pile. That's that part of the square right there. 
is where that fucking bitch ran me over that stole my money and I had to go and chase her. <laughs> and then that's the corner where I stabbed her. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got the virtual reality yeah. gaming. It's going to ruin me. Oh, yeah. oh my god. So I yeah. will say, I will say the, the argument that could be made is like, you know, video games. And, and once again, uh, I got both sides of what Joe Rigger was saying. I understand both points yeah, he was making. Absolutely. How he was going, his choice of words may have been poor because of the conversation they were having as a whole. Uh, but to summarize, basically what he was saying was if you're just playing video games, but you're not doing anything else right. in your life, then that is where it's the problem because video games become your life. And it, it, it easily can. You can spend a year easily Absolutely. Playing video games. Um, but I felt like, as you said, as a knee-jerk reaction, a lot of big gamers got offended because they've made their career out of gaming. But what he was saying, he, he was also saying, you can make it into something, but a lot of people just kind of fall into the hole of just playing. They're not, right. you know, turning it into a business. They're not trying to better themselves while playing. They're just, they're just playing. Right, of yeah. course. I think he clearly meant that at the mm. especially at the beginning. It was obvious you could tell he was talking about like addiction uh-huh. to video games and how, as you said, that becomes your life. Um, after that, he kind of went on a tangent and kind of just said a bunch of things that kind of didn't really fully support that. And he was kind of talking about like random other things. Like he's like, yeah, if you know if you train to be a jujitsu, you can become a master and then you can make money off that. And it's just like. That's a that's a very cool yeah. thing you said there, but I mean you could do that you with, you do do that with video yeah. games. But maybe I be, maybe I he would have been games, more really good, if he, make if money he made his point by saying, yeah. you know, you can become a master, but not if you just stay at like the freaking green belt level your whole life or whatever. You know. Yeah. And you know, and he says like uh it's one in a million for this. I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's probably the same thing for being a jujitsu master that makes you yeah. know six figures. I was very confused by a lot of stuff he said. Um, he also was saying, you know, how you can make money being good at a video game, and um, and he says like uh, he didn't really go off about like what Ninja kind of brought up. And Ninja, I guess, heard that specific part of what Joe Rogan was saying was about you know making money at being good at a video game, and he was saying no, you can be good at making or you can make a lot of money by being good at a video game. You can also be sucky at video games, but be a good entertainer. You could be a good, you know, editor where you make guides and things like that. There's so many different, like, you know, and he also said, you know, a coach, right. you know, or players and, you know, so there's so many like different like avenues for you to like go at and make money as a, yeah, a gamer. And Joe Rogan was kind of like focused on like, yeah, you gotta be good at a video game. And it's just like, that's oh, well, not I mean, true. The game now. are like a um, perfect example, aren't they? they- they're not necessarily great at video games, but they're entertaining as like a talk show or a commentary. And not only that, but they also have other things that they do on the side, right? Like Danny so. has a band and Aaron, you know, he makes art and he makes, you know, like their little stickers that they sell now and stuff, a lot of the merch. So they're not just, uh, you know, gaming only. And then they just suck at it and they just happen to make money off of that. So. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, like, a perfect but, yeah, example. I, I, I would say I, I do fully support what Joe Rogan was trying yeah. to say. He, I don't support the way he said it and how he went about it. Um, I think he had good in, good intention by it by saying, you know, addiction and, you know, having it control your life. Um, but I think there is a, a difference between that addiction and someone who is, you know, good at a video game and saying, 
um, I'm going to try to make this, you know, I'm going to aspire to make this my career. And they decide, you know, for a certain time period of their life to make it a goal to put in the time and the effort to get so good at that video game or at streaming that you eventually do make it that career. If that means putting in 12 hours a day to, you know, you know, focus on your hobby and your talent to improve it, to make that money, that's, you know, that's different. You're looking at it that differently. You're looking at it as like a career, something to build on, something to grow with and versus someone who's just like happy being where they're at and not aspiring to go anywhere with it and you know living in their mom's basement you know as a common stereotype yeah, living in their mom's right. basement um, and, and and they're playing and they're playing 12 hours a day but there's two different mindsets and focuses between those people one trying to grow and one happily content with where they're at and i you know there's a big difference between them and i think he kind of missed that a little bit and is what he was trying to say um as you said, it's definitely, a, I think he meant the addiction part and not right. kind of growing in. Yeah, because he was basically well, about his own person. Addiction himself, though. Yeah, because he was addicted to quaking. People also need to, like, know, like, if you put in 12 hours a day to try to be good at something and you spend two or three years on it, there needs to be a time in their life when you realize, um, maybe I need to do something else. Right, if or it's not put this going anywhere. Side yeah. While you know go to college and try to like make another career but you know keep it as like a side hobby right and maybe you still can have that dream i mean you obviously can't spend 60 years of your life trying to attain no. a dream and just like fail at it for so long and right. be okay with that yeah so i mean it would drive me nuts if i spent the next 20 years of my life trying to become a famous right. streamer yeah and 20 years later, I'm only getting like, you know, 20 yeah. viewers, yeah. you know, average. There, there has, has to be a point, point when you have to be like, okay, this this is not for me. Mm -hmm. I need to think of a different mm -hmm. career choice, uh, something for me to grow. Yeah, at least you gain one viewer a year. <laughs> yeah, you get your, yeah. you know, there you go. Some people. That's why I, I stream more of a, like as a hobby. I like to yeah. stream. It's more about right. capturing moments for me. Um, so when I'm playing games with friends that I know there's going to have a lot of laughs and jokes, um, specifically like Sea of Thieves and stuff like that. Um, I want to record that, you know, or if we're doing like crazy things in World of Warcraft with my guild, like speedrunning or drinking games and stuff like that, I want to record it. Um, obviously, I don't record everything because sometimes it's just me sitting back casually playing and like I don't want to talk to people. I just want right. to play my game. So I'm not like I'm not like a Tachi oh, over sure. here, you know, he's he's you're farming it. You're farming <laughs> it. Good, yeah. You've been you've been growing. I've been I've been keeping an eye on you. It, it's it, and it's it, touching on that topic. It's one thing that a lot of people don't realize. There's a lot of work involved yeah. in it. I I mean your brand's growing. I can see your brand growing. I mean all the things you're doing with your your um your editing as far as transitions and um the logos popping up and I saw the latest one with the the drawings of your podcast. I was like. I, I remember I started, you know, doing this podcast with you. And the reason why I couldn't was because, you know, I had work come up. And coincidentally, you guys always did your podcast on Tuesdays when I was raiding in World of Warcraft. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I, I don't know if you remember, but I had a lot of yeah, mic trouble I do. back then. I do then, remember too. that. <laughs> um, so I, I felt really honored for you to be like, hey, um, do you want to come this week? And I was like, you know what? It's been so long. I really want to do it. So, you know, I pushed some stuff off to the side, got my day off from work. Um, has, was able to find the time. So, but I was like, man, I wish I could have been in that drawing because that's a cool, that's a cool drawing. The artist, man, I might have to 
might have to tip him a little bit to see if he might want to do a little something just for peanut me and my channel. Kidnapper. This is this is his shout out. He's gonna love that because I know he listens to the show. You ever get the chance to hit a peanut the kidnapper? The man does some amazing art. There's your man. shameless plug, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> but man, if I make if I you know if I make a little extra money, I wouldn't mind paying for a little something for me. You know, the fat baker, you know, cartoon character, <laughs> dude. You don't you want know, to use that picture Yuli had? Basically, I'd be wearing a shirt like this, but there with my go. logo. There you go. You sure you no. don't want to borrow the picture Yuli had that Warner thought was you? <laughs> oh my god. And it was a joke. <laughs> Off the name. I think you're, I think you're thinking of Fat yeah, Baker yeah, with yeah, an F. Yeah. I'm, I was, I'm Fat I, Baker with a PH. And it blew up in my face to become <laughs> comical in a different way. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, Tachi, I don't know. I don't know if you remember uh, how I got that name. I don't know if you remember. It was from the Navy. Do you remember? I do that? remember you said it was from the Navy. I don't remember exactly how you got it. Oh, you good old... <laughs> I was the yeah, baker. Yeah, yeah, remember? Yeah, the CEO, right? So, it, yeah. Well, I was the baker for the ship. So, and because like you know we're in the Navy, we're we're supposed to be like you know somewhat mm. physically fit. You know, I was always a little chubby, but I was always within Rex. <laughs> You know, or regs, and uh, but like because of that, he's like, Yeah, you're fat baker with a pH because you're not like obese or anything. <laughs> I'm just God. like, That's cool. I'm, I'm a big guy. It. I'm a road with it. I was, I was, I mean, I was like 240 in the Navy, and I was within, you know, reg regulation and passing my physical test. So I was a little chubby, but uh, you know, I was still oh there. God. So pHAT. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't that, that, I wasn't that fat, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so he gave me the nickname Fat Baker that kind of stuck with me, so I decided to use it for my Twitch go. channel. There you go. That's what you do. But, guys, we are at the end of this episode. I This was a good one. This was a good one. We got to talk about the Xbox Showcase. We got to talk a little bit about Joe Rogan and, and some of the changes brought to gaming that it, and Yuli is, for you guys, when you see this on YouTube, you're going to see that Yuli makes this <laughs> Stop clapping. <laughs> Very interesting with these little faces he has. Oh my gosh! But guys, leave us leave us a comment. Let us know your thoughts. Did the, the Xbox represent? Did you see everything you wanted to see, or did you feel let down? What games are you looking forward to on Xbox? Do you feel Halo is living up to your expectations, or do you think they are milking that same old cow until it is drier than a desert? Let us know in the comments. Anyway. Let me know if you like yes. Psychonauts too, because that's yes, the real yes, game. Yes, yes, and let us know. That's probably the only game. Check that out Mean Greens. It's freaking oh, fantastic. Also, I'd love to have talked more about Fable, but we just didn't oh, get I'm much for that, that game, game, obviously. Just, just a little, little teaser trailer, but I'm little, I'm little excited. You know, nostalgia and growing up with that game, so I can't wait to see what they got for that. Would you guys want a Fable like entirely remade from the ground up, or basically something like the first game updated graphics? Remake ground up. Yeah. I want them to yeah, take some things because from the first I was one, playing but I don't want it to take everything. It's definitely and that oh, game. It has to have its own identity. Resident Evil Two type situation. Mm. Oh yeah. 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 There, okay. you oh, there you go. Absolutely. But we are gonna get out of here. Not a Resident Evil Three. Guys, thank you so much for being here today. Everybody, stay safe out there. If you want to hit me up. You can hit me up at Twitter at Itachi2661. Make sure you check out the Discord server. You can actually find all of us in there if you want to talk to us. And also, if you want to help out the podcast, make sure you check out our Patreon page. Find us on patreon.com forward slash the GZ Chop Shop. 
Anyway, love all of you. Stay safe out there. And we will catch all of you on the next episode. Later, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.